Welcome back to Wellness for the Hot Mess. I am Lexi Rodriguez. I'm an energetic embodiment coach online and local to San Diego. Hi guys, welcome back. This is Kristen here. I am a fitness trainer in New York City, as well as a holistic health and wellness coach. And we just wanted to thank you for coming back to this podcast. We are a health and wellness website or podcast. We also may have a website already thinking about manifesting. <laughs> manifestation, <laughs> yeah. literally what I have written down in front of me, but we are a health and wellness podcast. We talk about all things from nutrition, body, fitness, all the way around to the hot mess stuff. When it comes to relationships, sex life, alcohol, we don't step back on any topic. You know, we love to lean in to discomfort and we hope that you guys enjoy listening to these conversations as well. So thank you for taking the time to hang out with us today. We've got a really awesome episode in, but before we talk about the juicy stuff, I feel like we haven't done an energy update in some time. So I would love to hear how you're feeling. I know we both know we've got some exciting things for the pod. So yeah, how have you been feeling Lex? Uh, I feel really good. Um, I wanted to say, and this goes with our energy update. We have been on calls all week interviewing team members for wellness for the hot mess. And that's fucking huge. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for the podcast. It's a big deal for us as entrepreneurs. It's a different energy that we're stepping into. Like as we're on the, on the calls, I was just watching Kristen in her power, really take lead in these calls. And I'm like, this is fucking cool. And what people I think do that is a mistake in in these situations is they rush past it. I was so inspired. I posted a reel on it after our calls because they rush past it. They rush past the moments that you're like, whoa, look at this integral moment that I'm at right now with my business or my relationship or even my personal development journey. Remember when you were scared to go to a Pilates class and now you're going to two classes a day sometimes with your friends because it's what you love to do. And so our energy update as a collective is we're hiring. We're looking for ways to expand the podcast. We're looking for ways to get this out there more, but because we feel deeply inside of our bodies, which we're always telling you to check in with, that this can go somewhere. And it's not, it's not because we want the fame and the fortune that will come along with it. Right. And it's because we've been getting feedback that you guys are digging the hell out of these real ass conversations that we're having. And when we were interviewing people this week, um, I had a moment that it just, it just kind of came out of my mouth talking about what is our podcast? Our podcast is yes, two expert women in their field, but almost like closing the door on the expertise when we open the podcast. And that's what I love. Like, I don't have to be talking to you. Like I'm talking to a client. I don't have to be talking to you guys listening. Like I'm talking to a client. And although we give advice, I still get to be myself. And if that's in a hot mess state that week, it really feels good to come in here and just be like, damn, I had a week or, and we are going to talk today about imposter syndrome. We're going to talk about trauma and relationships, and we're going to talk about the awareness of when we're in a almost like imposter state and how to get out of it because every day I'm there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's the energy update. I think the energy update for me and for the collective is be who you are when you are in that state. And the only way to, to transcend out of that is to be in it for a second and notice it. If you turn a blind eye, you're going to be stuck in this portal of 
fakeness. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So good. As you were giving your update, you said that literally as I was writing the words came out of your mouth, you felt a different energy. And I literally wrote down energy shift. It was like this moment when, when we were on these calls, just like Lexi was saying, expanding the team here is just like, it gives me chills. And we even kind of like had a moment after our first interview where the candidate <laughs> hung up and we were like, Oh my God, like we just fully interviewed someone to bring on our team. It kind of gives me chills. And I tear up a little bit thinking about like how far we've come, but it's been such an energy shift. And I think we've talked about this on episodes in the past where when you're ready to step into a new chapter, or if you're in transitions, hard periods, whatever it is, that moment you feel yourself over that hump or stepping into that new chapter, it's almost like, it's like you can mm-hmm. release mm-hmm. a breath of fresh air. I felt so inspired recently. My energy update. I love what you said as well yesterday on one of our calls, Lex, that we're not, we are professionals in our own fields and we, you know, put a lot into our craft separately as coaches, as trainers, mm-hmm. as women in kind of entrepreneurism, but we are also still learning with you guys. And I think that's the beauty of this podcast. And that's where we get excited for the future is we don't have every answer. We're still learning along with you guys. We're just bringing our authentic, you know, selves and our thoughts and our concerns, our feelings, whatever it is, our opinions to this podcast to grow and learn with you guys. So Mm -hmm. energy update for the week is just so excited. I'm feeling so right in the moment and feeling very kind of in both of our powers for sure but not to like pivot or anything crazy. I just closed Instagram before we hopped on this to a meme that somebody posted Mercury and retrograde starting tomorrow. Yeah. Oh shit. I thought it was already here. Okay. Good. Well, <laughs> it's already here, that's fine then. Cause I feel good. Yeah. Cause I don't know if I can take another Mercury and retrograde. Like I had last time. Not well, it was, a tough well, one. Yeah. And like we always talk about, I don't know much about what's going on in the cosmos, but I know about what, what I'm feeling and yada, yada, but, um, what I've heard and, and, and it feels intuitive, like don't make any harsh decisions. Mm -hmm. Don't allow just your emotions to guide you through business or through investing or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, because it is, I mean, it's real, right. It's how, it's how the universe is formed, but, also, don't let the idea of Mercury retrograde just let you tumble into a hole of I don't fucking got it because you do fucking got it. Literally what I just did. You, were like, <laughs> you let yourself tumble. <laughs> All right. Well, moving past that then. Speaking of tumbling. <laughs> anyway, back to imposter syndrome, shall we? That's kind of what we wanted to talk about this podcast a little bit. I think the theme of today was inspired by an episode I actually recorded uh, by myself. It was a solo episode. I recorded it, I want to say two or three weeks ago. It was going to be kind of a part two follow-up to that manifestation episode I did. And I texted Lexi that day and I was like, man, like, I just am kind of down bad right now. I recorded this episode. It was probably 35 to 40 minutes long. And it was just a follow-up of that manifestation episode I did a few back. And it was basically just talking about, you know, more tips and tricks, getting more into what I've manifested in my life, some research I've done, things that I've pulled out on my own in my own journey. And I remember finishing the episode, hitting the end button and kind of just sitting there. And I usually feel really good after our conversations. And I just had this moment of where I was like, yeah, but there are some times where I've really tried to manifest things and they haven't worked totally. or they mm-hmm. haven't come to fruition. And I kind of felt like a fraud in that moment because again, I think I always get caught up in like the titles people hold rather than the human experience, which roles reverse. I trust the human totally. experience more. So for yeah. a second, like 
who am I to be telling these people listening about manifesting? Like I'm not some chick on Instagram. That's like manifestation, babe, or like all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I really felt imposter syndrome. And I was like, someone listens to this and kind of hears this and tries to do it themselves and it doesn't work. What does that mean for me? And I had to take a step back and I was like, manifesting is just something I enjoy doing. Why do I feel like so comfortable teaching other people or telling them about my experiences? And immediately it was just like that imposter syndrome, ego creeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt it so heavy and it, it's good. Now I can feel it coming up and I know exactly where it creeps into my life. But this one, I definitely let take hold because I didn't publish the episode. I still have yeah. it in my Zoom files. Maybe one day yeah. it will make an appearance. Oh, we're posting it next. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, it was, it was one of those moments where I just was like, oh God, I took a step back. And I, as I texted Lexi, she was like, that's so human though. It's even more relatable to bring that up on the pod too. So feeling a little bit better about that, but it's still a thing, even mm-hmm. as Lexi and I sit here, yeah. this podcast, giving you guys our opinions, our thoughts, whatever it is, we still feel that all the time. It's oh, totally. Cool. Yeah. So something I wrote down this morning in my journaling um, session after meditation was that your lived experience is powerful. Right. So we all are living this experience, however we're living it. And our perspective, yes, is different than anyone else's, right? I'm seeing life through my eyes based off of my experiences, my traumas, whatever it is, right? But that experience is true and my knowing is true to me, right? So imposter syndrome comes in when we think too much about what other people are going to think about our lived experience, we think too much about what, how it looks out of someone else's eyes into our, our life and into our field. And I think that, I mean, it's so natural, it's so normal, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, I have a question is like, when you were recording the podcast, were you electric? Did you feel aligned? Because there's a difference between just unalignment. Maybe you were tired. Maybe you had some stuff in your brain that was taking up space, which is fucking fine. And then, and then you labeled it as imposter syndrome when really maybe you were just like not feeling it that day, but it doesn't mean that your concepts and your tips and tricks weren't valid and really dope to some Mm -hmm. people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I totally agree with that. I think it was just one of those days where I just wasn't feeling it. And those happen pretty frequently, especially when you're diving deep into what I like to say is kind of like your spiritual awakening. A couple episodes back, I mentioned to Lex that I feel like I'm stepping into more of a spiritual realm now. And I experienced that a lot more than I used to, especially at everyday work, things that I used to do with my eyes closed at work, you know, in fitness, whatever Mm -hmm. it is as I get, as I hone in on my craft and I get deeper into doing things, I'm noticing that I'm feeling more imposter syndrome towards them, but it's, it's absolutely for the reasons you're saying. It's not because I don't know what I'm talking about, or I don't know my shit. It's just like those days where you just can't shake that feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like, um, the view of our internal aliveness is almost like, so so gentle to us and like kind of like so soft to us that expressing it I mean we do have a podcast so it's like we're going to express some stuff that's going to make us feel uncomfortable but expressing your internal life and what's alive in your mind and in your body and in your emotions and what's been there it's stored or whatever it is like that's profound that's fucking not for everybody right and so I when I teach expression with my clients, expression is a big part of my coaching practice. 
every time you express something that does make you feel a little bit like, oh my God, what did I just do? What did I just say? It unlocks more of your true essence because that is your true essence. If it's in your mind and you're like, I want to teach about this, then you need to teach about it to get better at knowing when to thread which words together that will in turn become beautiful concepts. And then the last thing I have to say before we kind of move on from this, or I hear, I hear what's coming up for you is um, like, obviously manifestation, it's just the topic that you, that you had on your mind that day, but we're always manifesting. And like what I have found as I've stepped into coaching business coaches, or I step into business coaching coaches rather is my imposter syndrome was through the roof last year when I first started, right? Usually I'm working with people on how to get to know themselves and how to express and use breathwork and meditation to transcend, you know, their, their past levels. But as I've stepped into business coaching, I've been working with coaches that are really successful and some of them more successful than me. And so just that alone brought me into the experience, like, who am I to give this person, you know, give this person advice. But then when I really took a step back and I'm like, I, I'm good at guiding people into their power, whatever that power is, has nothing to do with me. That power could be anything. It could be like a politician, right? It doesn't mean I need to be good at politics to guide a politician into their confidence while they're speaking about this thing, right? Or a chef, perhaps. I don't need to be the best chef to be able to get this person in their power and in their creativity when it comes to the menu that that they want to, you know, knock out of the park, right? It's about the essence of you. And as a coach, if we have coaches listening, it's like, what is your expertise? My expertise is chatting with people and reading people and, and taking them to the next level of their human. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with the label that they put on their, their themselves, right? And after I got over that, I started attracting more entrepreneurs that were more, and we'll say successful is relative. But to me, when I'm like, damn, my, my clients are making 5k months, right? 6k months. That's fucking huge when it comes to business and numbers. I was intimidated. And now I'm like, no, how I get past this point and how I get past my own hump in business is to work with those people and to build my confidence. Because if I'm helping them do that, I can surely do it for myself. Mm, So powerful. Literally, as you were speaking, I wrote down, you know, we have to stop invalidating our own thoughts, ideas, and opinions. Yes. Yes. It is what it is. You even mentioned a little bit after the episode with Corey, if you want to talk about that a little bit, that was so it resonated so deep with me because as you told me that I had the exact same thing on my mind. So if you want to talk about it, I thought that was powerful. Yeah. So I think where imposter syndrome becomes really alive within us is when we, we think this thought, right. And before it comes out or we allow it to be a thought in our field, we, we, crumble it into a little ball and we put it back in. And what that is, that's invalidating exactly how the fuck we feel, whether it's going to hurt someone's feelings. And I don't even want to use right or wrong because that is all relative. But if, you know, if you will, right or wrong, whether it's something that you may not believe a week from now, I know that's something, that's something a lot is like, I, 
it is okay to allow your opinions to change, even if it's a week from now. Obviously, if you're just completely sedity all the time, that's going to invalidate your expertise. But when it comes to, I think a lot of people hold back expression because they're worried about if they're going to change the next month. I hope the fuck you change the next month. So we had Corey on last week and he's incredible coach. He's an, a life optimization coach. And if you don't know what that is, listen to the podcast because <laughs> you'll absolutely understand it just by his demeanor. Like I was just like, I felt like sometimes when he was talking, it was like that meme with like the X A equals MC squared. <laughs> like he's so masculine. Like he is yeah. so masculine. And I feel like I am so like wildly chaotically feminine with a mm. pinch of masculine that I was just kind of like, what you're losing me. Um, but it's so good. And if you need to up-level your life or your business, he's definitely your guy. But what we brought Corey on for was he's been on this sobriety journey for about over a year now. And I think it's so profound. And you guys know, Kristen and I have expressed about our, our, um, exploration with sobriety and how we've, you know, we've been microdosing and how I uh, specifically me, I have a lot of traumas with alcohol and my dad being an alcoholic and past ex-boyfriends, like alcoholism ruining our relationships. Like I have a lot of bias towards alcohol. And I also have a soft spot in my heart towards alcohol, like not alcohol in general, but just people that are, are alcoholics. I truly feel that it's a disease. I truly, I truly feel that it stems from deep fucking dark trauma. And that's, that's an episode for um, another time, but I was really excited to have Corey on. And as we started talking about sobriety, I had so many questions. And as I like wanted to go ask them, I stopped myself because immediately my ego was like, you don't know enough about this. You might hurt someone's feelings. You might misstep on your speech. Um, and, and you know, what, what is real is I do know about it. I grew up with an alcoholic father from zero to fucking 33 years old. I've seen it in my family. I've felt it in my body. It's been a part of me emotionally. And I could have expressed myself from a responsible place, but there were moments that I, number one, didn't want to offend him. I was also, he's also a different case because as we talked about on the episode was he, and, and I also felt this in my body when I said it on the episode, when I said that he didn't hit rock bottom to turn sober, he didn't like crash his car or get arrested or whatever it was. He didn't have this like gnarly experience to turn sober, which is fine. Again, nothing is right or wrong, but I didn't want to invalidate his choice to be sober. Right. So there was so much going on in my head and the episode is really good, but I would love to go deeper into it because the choice to be sober is so not linear. And I felt like from my perspective and from my eyes, if I came at him more, it would have been such a biased conversation. So instead of inviting him into the conversation to have a biased conversation, because that's what fucking all conversations are. Um, I was trying to take a more professional approach. And afterwards, I really wish that I would have gone deeper. Mm. So do you think 
big capital T traumas, like you mentioned, have something to play hand in hand with imposter syndrome? I think, yes, I think, yes, of course. Right. And not always. So I think yes and not always. I think that we have um, like trauma is very much rooted in your identity. And the, a lot of the study and I've done with trauma is, and, and what I work with my clients is slowly m- softening the soil around the root of the trauma so that the essence can be expressed. So yes, everything can be a trauma. Like my experience, you know, growing up with my dad is definitely a trauma that I'm slowly trying to uproot slowly, right. And safely. Um, and so I think my imposter syndrome talking about sobriety, I'm very aware that I have emotional attachment to it. And so that's what it's like. You can't do that. But then, like we said, I can do that because it's my lived experience. So it's this back and forth. I mean, it's interesting. Right. Wow. That leads us right into our next topic, um, trauma and relationships. I think Mm. exactly what you just said, having lived experiences and having a voice of our own, knowing that we're valid because we've lived these things for some strange reason, you're me, at least this is my opinion. I'm comfortable opening up with friends. I'm comfortable opening up in therapy. Honestly, sometimes with people I've just met, then you get into romantic relationship setting. And again, all of a sudden it starts to feel like you're invalidating your own thoughts and your feelings and your ideas and your opinions. And it's, it's kind of like a step back moment of, for me personally, traumas and relationships and bringing them up and discussing them is almost mine are rooted more in embarrassment of who I was Mm. at the time, Mm. if it had anything to do with me or I want to think bringing up traumas in a relationship similar to how you were speaking about Corey is if the partner, my partner, the person I'm with experiences anything similar, or if they have an effect, an opinion about it, what their reaction is going to be. I think for me, that's mm-hmm. where I take mm-hmm. a step back in a relationship when it comes to digging deep in trauma together and taking that step forward, simply out of embarrassment that this person might judge me. Or yes. that this might be a touchy topic for them. And I'm guarding almost their feelings more than I'm guarding my own, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, almost like court we talked about with Corey was if he's if he's dating someone, he's that the first thing he says isn't gonna yeah. be that I'm sober. It's like the first thing you say, you don't which I don't actually think need it needs to be like that to, relative to the to the couple or the person. Right. But I think that especially now in dating culture and being younger, you're you're in your mid twenties. You don't want to go into a relationship because I'm sure you have this veil of like, I want them to think that I'm cool and I'm copacetic and I'm not going to be a issue. And I had that same thing when I started dating, because you don't want to say, Hey, this, this, and this is how I grew up. And there you, your thought is that they're going to be like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I want someone, which it doesn't exist people. I want someone who's clean and um, has no mental health issues and no insecurities. Like that doesn't fucking exist. But we, as humans, we want our relationships to be clean and we want them to be this channel to God and whatever. And you heard it here first people I'm married to my best friend I am married to my soulmate and 
it has been the most challenging relationship I've ever been in because my channel to God is messy. Mm. And the only reason I know that is because I feel safe enough to explore it. So it's like this double-edged sword of when I was in past relationships, my traumas weren't coming up because the energy wasn't safe enough for me to explore it. And that was subconscious. I didn't fucking know that's why, right? I'm like, yeah, cool. I don't care. He didn't text me back or blah, blah, blah. I don't care because it was just kind of like I was standing my own ground. I was protecting myself with my husband. Like he is my, he is my safe space. Like he is, he is my everything. And my body feels that it's safe enough to go in now. And I'm like, oh shit, are you sure? Like he just put a ring on it. Like, are we, are you sure? I don't know if we should talk about this, but we have been forced energetically to talk about some stuff that I haven't really ever talked about with anyone, including a therapist. And I think therapy is great. And I think you should go if you feel called to, but what my wall has always been is keeping all this shit inside of me because I didn't want to come off broken. I'm in the business of confidence, right? So it's been really eye-opening, but what I texted Kristen about was, I think we should talk about how hard it is to separate your traumas, your past traumas or your past things, right? We don't even have to call them traumas, but whatever they are from this new relationship that you want to be able to exceed, right? And excel all of your your dreams in a relationship because why wouldn't you, right? Every relationship you go into, you go into whether it's a friendship, a business relationship or a partnership, you should want it to be dope, mm. right? So how can I separate who I am and what I'm working through from this experience that I want to be able to grow from a, a really true foundation? And that's a question that I don't have the answer to, but I am experiencing it now. Wow, yeah. So do you mean almost finding a way to navigate the trauma within a relationship or actually going through it with a partner, but in a way that doesn't feel forced or when you're feeling safe, is that kind of what you're referring yeah. to? Yeah. I think both. I think it's like knowing when, like for me, it's yeah, like knowing, knowing when I should bring this up, mm-hmm. knowing when this argument isn't about me and him sure. or you and your partner. And it's about something else. It's like knowing that and, and being like, okay, let me take a breath. Cause we talked about this before my neocortex is not online right now. And I'm just working with my emotional brain. And if you want to reference the little miss microdose episode, I literally went inside the bathroom and sat on the floor and had to breathe before I can come out and I could talk to my husband because I didn't know what was happening inside of me. And it was because. I was aware that I was overwhelmed with something from the past and I didn't know how to express it. Right. So that's kind of what I mean is like, it is a dance of like, is this the time and place to talk this or what I think and suggest is you wait until your frontal lobe is online and then you have the conversation and And that's what I've been able to do. But also let me refer back to, if you are just kind of in dating culture and dating here and there, things will come up, mm-hmm. but just like the, the Corey conversation do, does this person deserve to know this, this about you, right? It's about, it's, it's up to you to discern 
the expression. Cause there are those people that are just messy people and they just fucking blabber mouth about all their past traumas to get attention. And that's deeper. That's deeper. I'm not judging them, but there is the way to do it delicately. Yes. Yeah. A couple of things came up for me as you were speaking. I think referring back to that little miss microdose episode, I think so many people can relate to your story because it's one of those things that ends in you both looking at each other and you're like, why are we even fighting? I know so many people yeah. experience that they take a step back and it's like a moment where there's like a pause and it's like, what were we even fighting about again? Yeah, totally. I think, I think a lot of the time that's that like subconscious trauma where it has nothing to do with that person or you. And it's just like that frustration where I think a green flag is you noticing that and stopping and yeah. slowing down and taking a yeah. breath for sure. And then mm. another thing I, I have right now on the top of my mind is tapping into your intuition or in a relationship you yeah. feel comfortable, you know, and it's almost like a vibe and energy when that person is safe to express these things to, you know, the right time in the right place. So I talk to a lot of friends all the time when I tell them, you know, I have this intuition feeling or my intuition is telling me this about this. And they're always like, is your intuition like a little voice in your head? How does it yeah. come to you? And you do express yourself a lot like that. You do say like my intuition saying yes. I love that about you though. <laughs> yes, because it's it hasn't been like that for my whole life. You know, my mm. especially past relationships. I came from a relationship for years. I was in a relationship for a very long time where I probably didn't express half of the things I wanted to express to this person because it never mm. felt in my gut, in my belly, the right place, the right time, ultimately yeah. the right person. So I think when it does come, since we're talking about relationships, it does come a point in time where you meet that person where you just feel it. And that's like the intuition is yeah. you'll yeah. know when you know, and if it never comes mm. and you never feel it, I think that's like a very important thing to recognize. If you've yes. never had a chance to feel safe enough to express these things. Yeah. That for me is kind of like the intuition and trauma and relationships. But then I, I want to challenge that with having a safe space, a time and a place, of course, and you will always know deep in your soul and your gut, whether that's a voice or a feeling, but then also I hear this term thrown around a lot on podcasts, social media, whatever it is, trauma dumping in relationship. Have you heard yeah. of trauma dumping? Because yes. I think that occurs my opinion that occurs when you're in the wrong place, wrong relationship, wrong time, yes. when someone's able to look at you and be like, okay, now you're just trauma dumping. Yeah. And this is a conversation about energetic boundaries too. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I, I always speak to my clients about this too, because I've had mentors speak to me about this. It's almost like when you start to uncover, uncover more of your light, um, if you've ever experienced energy work or any, anything like that, you may notice that when you walk out the door that week, people are flocking to you. Mm. And sometimes, and this is what I think about it. I've, why am I in the industry that I'm in? Because I've always been the person that people come to talk to about their stuff. Right. And so, yes, there were times where I was like, I love it. Right. This is, this is, my passion, my passion is helping people uncover what they need uncovered in a, in a safe way. Right. But there were times where I was just like, why the fuck am I at a party? And all of a sudden I like made friends with four chicks in the bathroom <laughs> and they're all crying to me. And like my boyfriend at the time is like, what is happening? And, and un you know, beknownst to me, I didn't really know at the time I was just like, I don't fucking know. Like, and I was probably 
on Molly or something. <laughs> so I was like, who knows what the perception is really, but it really was that. And mm -hmm. now as I've explored life, when you have this light and you have this awareness about yourself, so it could be one party in the relationship and then you're in a relationship and you already depending on you, your perspective of how relationships are supposed to go based off of your attachment style, based off of the reason that is your attachment style, based off of so much, you may finally feel like you have someone to talk to and it might not be the right time, but if you've never had someone to talk to or to trauma dump, quote unquote, it can be fucking liberating. So again, it's like discernment. And I, I hate that. We don't want to shame people for that. We don't want to shame people for expression. And that brings us full circle to imposter syndrome is the whole reason we have imposter syndrome is because once we've been shamed for our expression, or once we've been told we were stupid, or once a teacher, like, you know, we had, we said that we said the answer wrong in class and everyone yes. laughed at us and the teacher laughed at us. And like those little moments are ingrained in your system. They're ingrained in the ingrained in the roots of your human. And that is why so many people don't express themselves. Like you said, like with your past, right. And it's, really fucking sad because expression unlocks so much in us right so yes this is a both and conversation but maybe if you feel like people are trauma dumping on you or you feel like you're in a relationship that is based off of just your traumas take a step back sure. and acknowledge it and say something and just say hey I think we're talking a lot about you know what's not going right for us let's talk about what feels really fucking good today yeah. and see if that can loosen shit up a little bit. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, mine is the opposite circle, the completely different end of it where my relationships in the past were so surface level that it never got to that space of even talking about past traumas, because like I said, it never felt safe um, or right. Um, and I'm not saying to like, leave your relationship right now, if you can relate, or if you feel like it's surface level, but that might be a conversation to have, because I want to circle back to you mentioning how this has been the hardest relationship you've ever been in. And it's literally your husband. Because <laughs> so many people look at, especially now with social media, social media is a blessing and a curse. I say it every day, but especially with social media, I know personally, I follow a lot of photographers, a lot of people who do wedding content, these videos, they just they kind of portray this easy, breezy, beautiful couple, this easy, breezy, beautiful story. This love story mm -hmm. was perfect, whatever it may be. But then you've got Lexi sitting here saying, yeah, there, there are some days when it feels like that. But at, at the same time, this has been the hardest relationship, most challenging that you've been in. I want to hear you talk about that more yeah. because yeah. not only for the listeners, but myself, I am in yeah. a relationship and I find the difference night and day from my past relationships because mm. it's harder. It is mm. harder. And there's yeah. moments where being so new into a relationship that actually requires work. I'm like, I have to step back and check myself. And I'm like, wait, this isn't like the easy breezy, beautiful campaigns I see on TikTok. Like, totally. wait a second. So I'm, I really want to hear where yeah. that came up for you and how you experience kind of those hardships now and how you guys work through them. Yeah. And like I said before, it's, it, I think it's more challenging because I'm more myself I've ever been because the energy is open for me to be. And I know 
even before we got married, I know I could express myself, although it still took me a really long time to open up to him. I knew I could express myself and that he would hold it, Mm. um, in a way that it needed to be held rather than judge me for it. Because again, we're human. So I could say something to you, Kristen, and I could trust that you wouldn't judge me, but also you could. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's your, that's, and it doesn't mean it's in a harsh way or a negative way. It's based off of your own, your own human again. Um, but with him and we just had a conversation, I think it was last night. I was like, I don't need you to fix this. I just need you to acknowledge it. Right. And, and he literally was like, I think I got out of the shower and he's like, I acknowledge your pain. (laughs) I was like, thank you. That's all I need. Because again, in a relationship, you have to make it clear what you want from that person, right? Because that person is going to, if they love you so, so much, and I'm sure they do, right. They're going to want to be like, what can I do? And that's beautiful. But I think what has changed our relationship is me asking what can I do for you in this moment rather than me reacting on the doing, right? And so the the partnership is more about having that person to be in these things with you so you don't have to be in them alone. But the hard part is bringing the thing up and vocalizing it so they know what they're being in with you and he's not just like okay I'm gonna be in this with you I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you I know you're in a bad mood I know you're depressed I know all of those things you've expressed but you know but why where is this coming from and so I've always struggled with expressing my why Mm -hmm. I've I've been like this is how I'm feeling, but why am I feeling that way? And I know I talk a lot about, you don't need to know the why, but in this situation, you do need to know the why, um, in order to uproot it and, and fix it a little bit. Right. And I'm not broken, but there are things I need to say out loud to get out of my somatic system. That's how it works. So the hard part for me is admitting that I have shit to work on. I mean, and I, I can admit it left and right with business and I can admit it left and right with even communication in my relationship. But the hard part to me is like admitting that although I thought my childhood was great and beautiful and white picket fence, because parts of it were a lot of it was really fucking traumatic. And that it like hurts to admit that. Because we want to have this beautiful energy around us and, and we want to feel seen in who we are from start to finish, but there's a lot in between that is messy. And for so many of us, I'm sure for all of you listening, you can think about a moment that was messy that maybe you haven't even expressed to anyone because I still have some that I haven't. And that's kind of crazy to me, but I'm slowly starting to express them in my relationship because I feel safe enough to, but I still have moments when I do the next day, I'll be like, why did I tell him that he's going to think I'm broken or he's going to think that this is going to be a lot of work for him. And something I've been working, the last piece of this is something I've been working on with my, my mentors is I always have this thought that. I'm going to just be too much for him someday. Like someday I'm going to be too much. And he's going to be like, you're too much. I got to go. 
And that's not true, but that is a thought I've been working with for a long time because I do, I come with a lot because I am a dynamic fucking human as are you all. So if you can relate to that, if you can relate to feeling too much for your partner or not wanting to express yourself in entirety because you don't want to scare them, I'm there with you. I feel you. I've been there, but slowly start to feel into the energy. And the more that you express from a, from a grounded state, the more that they're going to be able to see what you need because the relationship is all about fulfilling needs. It just is. Mm how rainbow of you to come with so much. I love that. Could you imagine being the opposite though? So black and white, you know, coming Mm -hmm. into a relationship and just never even acknowledging these things about you. You would never have a fear that he would leave you because you'd be too much. Then it's, it's kind of like all of these stacked on top of each other. How, I don't want to say basic, but how basic would be if we didn't work through these or have these thoughts. And and it's like, I feel like so many couples out there and maybe not, right? But I'm sure there are some out there in, in the 7 billion people in the world. There are couples that put on their facade because it just, life is what it is. You go to work, you come home, you make dinner, you watch Jeopardy, you wake up, you go to work, you come home, you go to dinner, you talk about work, you talk what, right? It's like the depth is the wildness and in a relationship and in partnership, you want to like ascend together and you can't, if no one's truly opening up their heart to like what you really are raw and real. Yeah. Wow. So good. So much to unpack and so relatable coming, I think from the opposite side of that, I was single for about two and a half years before I got into the relationship I'm in now just as Lexi was kind of in the depths of her relationship and, you know, getting engaged and getting married this year. Mm -hmm. It is so telling now how, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this as well, but how in tune I feel with this conversation versus if we were to have this two years ago. So if you're someone out there dating now and you feel as if you want to relate to this, but you're not there yet, I would say, I think it's just, you haven't met yourself there yet and you haven't met a person who's going to go there with you. If that and that's okay. Sense. Absolutely. And that's so okay. Oh my gosh. And if I were to have listened to this episode two years ago, I would have been like, well, I'm shit off. <laughs> here's the last date I went on where, you know, this person's favorite color was this and their favorite vacation was this. And I was like, tell me a little more. Yeah. I always see those videos where it's like back to the talking stage again, you know, it went from knowing the depths of this person's soul to what's your favorite color. And I think that's okay because there will come a person in your life, a time in your life, there will come a relationship where you're going to go to the depths together and then you're going to keep going and it's going to keep Mm -hmm. growing and kind of stacking onto that. Yeah. Do you feel like that in your relationship now that you're, what stage are you in? Are you in, you're like going a little bit deeper and you're feeling kind of the pull to go deeper or tell, tell us about that stage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we've been together for almost a year now we met last fall, which is crazy. Um, and then when you step back and think about things, when you're in a newer relationship, you're like, Oh, this is going so fast, but it has been a year, which I think personally is for me an appropriate amount of time to begin to peel back those layers. And it's actually funny because I think just recently we've both been having deeper conversations about 
personal things, our lives, Mm -hmm. our lives together, Mm -hmm. you know, traumas in the past and slowly peeling those things back. And yes, these conversations are really hard. And sometimes they end in, you know, a night where we just need a break from each other. Sometimes they end in a day where we just need space and we want to work on our own Mm -hmm. things. And I think old Kristen in an old relationship where those needs weren't being met, where we weren't going deep enough a day of space was like, end all be all. It was like, great. Totally. together. Yeah. And it's such a different mindset when you get to a relationship where, like I was saying earlier, where you feel in your gut and your intuition that it's okay to talk about these things. The difference is just again, night and day where a day of space is an end all be all a day of space is let me digest what just happened. So I can meet you even deeper or so I can understand and take time to not judge and to take a step back. Because, because we're always in that space of hearing something immediately. And if we can't relate, it's almost like that judgment turns on. Now it's like, I care for you so much. I'm going to take the day to understand it. Mm. That's the difference. I think personally is there's no more, we're taking a break. That's it. We're done. Like we don't care about each other anymore. It's we're taking a step back now to care even more, which I think is Mm. so wild when you find that Mm. relationship. Yeah. It's understanding too that you're just so different. And I think that that was something that was game changing for me. (laughs) And then I also probably use it way too much in arguments where I'm just like, you just don't get, get it from my perspective. Right. And, and it's true, but there is a middle ground where you can understand. Right. So again, coming back to that lower tone where you're like, I don't get I don't get what you're saying or what you're feeling. I really, truly don't. Can you please express it to me? And if I still don't understand it, I'm, it doesn't, I don't need to understand it. I don't need to understand everything that he's feeling. Right. And he doesn't need to understand everything that I'm feeling, but he does need to be open to the expression of it. Um, and you're so different. We are so different again, like relationships are, are, definitely like so crazy you're just meeting a stranger off the street and deciding to open your whole fucking mind body soul spirit emotions up to them and hope that it lasts forever that's a lot that's a lot for the system to take in we are walking around in survival mode most of the time. And this is the work I do with my clients. It's not just for them to make more money in their business. It's for them to have better relationships with the people around them, including their business. Because in the West, we are so programmed to walk around in survival mode. So in a relationship, the first six months, probably we're just protecting ourselves. Right. 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 Which is okay too. So if you feel it's like okay. Space, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I wrote down just like, just to be clear for everybody, it's okay to take your time. It is okay. It's yeah. taken me 33 years, been with my man for known him for six. I just started opening up to him literally this year about some really serious shit. So that's what I'm saying. It's okay to take your time just because I'm you know, I'm rolling on this topic right now. Doesn't mean it's always been this easy for me. I'm still working on, on bringing down my walls. Right. Um, and I think having my walls up is a superpower. I I spoke about it on my stories today. Your body's intelligence, your body's wisdom is meant to be honored. Mm -hmm. 
So if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not there yet, I don't like to open up or whatever it is, whatever protection mechanism your body is placing in your human experience right now, bra fucking bow, let that be alive right now. There's no rush. So important. And I was so hoping that you would kind of finish this conversation with mentioning that you guys have been together for six years and this is now just a thing that's happening. So, so important. There is no rush. Everybody's path is so different. So I'm just so glad that you ended with that. So important. And I hope that resonates with so many people and you guys, like you said, this is, this is it. This is the relationship that was meant for you. That was called in for you. And even though it has taken years to get to this point, there's a reason behind it. Now we may not know that, but I think looking back, eventually you'll know exactly why it took a certain amount of time. Not the same for everybody. Some people can get there quicker, but I think it's so important to recognize that every journey is different and it's important to honor, acknowledge what those walls are, what you're feeling, where you're feeling comfortable, where you're feeling safe. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Because I was in a relationship for that, that long as well. And we never got there. So I think that's, yeah. And every relationship is so different. You know, um, I think relationships are going to be something we talk about more on this podcast, like as you continue to explore yours and God, every, every week, I'm just like, you know, being a wife, mm-hmm. that commitment I made to him, you know, is bringing up so much in me it has nothing to do with the commitment, but it has to do with the energy of the commitment in my, in my system, again, based off of my human. And it's fascinating and I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Let's fucking explore. Right. And I tell my clients that all the time, let's explore. We're exploring right now. We're we're exploring. If you feel like there's a point where you're like, I don't want to go in that room. We won't go in that room, but explore with us. So the, and again, just kind of tying a bow on this conversation and on our podcast essence is all about exploration. We're exploring ourselves. We hope that these conversations spark something in you where you're like, I want to have that conversation with my girlfriend tonight at drinks, or I'm going to call my mom and ask her about this memory I have. Right. Like that's what life is about. If we're living life, playing it safe, you know, again, honor your body, but playing it safe, then we're never going to really truly know who the fuck we are and what the fuck our, our power is really like. (laughs) Beautiful. So good. So good. All right. Wow. So inspiring. So good. I cannot wait to hear about this episode and what this brings up for you guys. So definitely let us know. Um, as you heard in the beginning of the podcast, we're growing. The team is growing. If you are interested in working with us or, you know, coming on the show, wanting to be a guest or wanting us to talk about a specific topic, our messages are always open. We have an email attached to the Instagram account as well. You will be seeing more from us on social media. That's the whole goal with why we're expanding the team. But before we hop off and before we get to hearing your thoughts on this episode, we cannot end without a hot mess moment of the week. Lex, take it away. I love that mine are now recently been a lot of relationship stuff. So mine is, I went to Chicago last week. I went to, um, so I spent two nights in the city, which was really rad. It was beautiful. I loved it. I love the vibe. And then we went to more of the suburbs where the wedding was, um, vibe in the suburbs, different vibe out there, right? So different, like, like shopping center or strip mall on 
but it was like strip mall every like eight miles. It wasn't like, it was so strange. It was so strange. And it was the first time I'd ever been to Chicago. So it was so, it was beautiful. And we went through these, you know, these neighborhoods that were unreal. And then we went through the neighborhoods that were a little bit more gnarly and they were so close together, which was actually really interesting too. Um, But it was, it was rad. It was really rad. I want to go back. I want to go back. The food was amazing. Um, But my hot mess moment is just like, I'm noticing that my Scorpio sun, Scorpio moon has been my hype sign, my hype man for my whole life. But what I'm noticing is my Virgo rising that is a little more controlling, a little more linear, a lot less go with the fucking flow is like who I am. And the go with the flow side of me was always just more of like fit in, make sure people are fine. You're go with the flow. So everyone's fine. And just being in a new place not knowing where we're going, not knowing like what we're going to eat, what it's like, what do I wear? Like, you know what I mean? I just like was in a mood and I was about to um, start my bleed, but I just had this moment where me and my husband were just going fucking at it. And I was just like, are we about to get a divorce? Not even six months into our marriage but I I, and I told him I go I just need a little guidance like and I hate that I'm putting that all on you but he's he was very and he's never go with the flow so I don't know what the fuck role reversal that was but he was just kind of like I don't know we're just gonna walk like more to the south street and I was like what is south street what shoes do I wear I brought two pairs of cute heels. I didn't bring my Birkenstocks. I should have brought my Birkenstocks and I just like flipped the table over, over the shoes that I had packed. And that was my hot mess moment. <laughs> Total meltdown. You know what? I validate that one though. That's <laughs> Thank you. That's a tough one. I for sure validate that. My uh, hot mess moment of the week happened last night. Unfortunately, I'm going to be rocking hats for a little longer because <gasps> I was doing my makeup for work. I was just putting a little bronzer on a little highlighter and I ended up dropping my makeup basket and the bronzer shattered everywhere all on the floor. And I have tiles in my bathroom. So it was like, it was like, you know what? I'm just going to finish right now and clean it in a sec. I didn't feel like stopping what I was doing. I had like a leftover cleaning solution from when I like scrubbed my tub when I first moved in. And it was like a dollar store cleaning solution. I was just like, I just need something strong to scrub this tub because it had a weird feeling yeah. at the bottom. So I strong and toxic. Literally on the bottom <laughs> not get on skin. Like that's the type of vibe it was. And I was like, I'm gonna finish that bottle off because I'll probably never use it. So I'm like doing the toilet, scrubbing the floor. And then I'm like looking at the bottle at a little left. And I was like, I feel like I could probably scrub the inside of the toilet with this and just use all of it. As I'm on my knees in front of the toilet, dropping the solution in, this shit only happens to me. A drop caught the toilet at an angle where it dropped up and dropped back in my face. Oh no. And I'm alone when this happens. So I just cover my eye and I wear contacts. So it was immediate burn. And I was like, shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck, shit, fuck. Like standing in my bathroom, one eye screaming. And then I finally open it. I can't see anything. So I ripped the contact out. And then suddenly I just feel burn around my eye. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I think I just chemically burned my skin. And you can kind of tell with 
the hat on. This yeah, is I can. Oh my gosh. I think getting it out, like it went right into my eye and then rubbing it out with my sweatshirt, just rubbed it into my skin. And this yeah. shit said, yeah. do not get on skin. Oh my God. Chemically burns my left eye. So I'm so glad you're okay, but damn girl, be careful. That's where we're at. This I, that means we need a branch basics sponsorship because we're both using just the wrong stuff. <laughs> I literally looked at it and I have my toilet bowl cleaner from um, Grove next to me. And I go, what the fuck? This is why I choose to live the way I do. I will pay the extra $3.99 to get the better cleaner versus yeah. the fucking dollar store one because yeah. one toxic, two, just disgusting three people. It burned my skin off. Let's just be smart here. Use me as an example. Let's be smart (laughs) this week. We're going to make good choices. We are going to set some good boundaries. We're going to open up this week and we cannot wait to see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend, share with a loved one, leave us a comment again. As we've talked about a million times in this episode, we are growing, we are expanding and we cannot wait to expand with you. So Feel free to message us, email us, and we'll see you on the Instagram, I guess. Peace out.